Hey, Jeffrey Craner here. Do you love this show and want to help us keep making it? Check out our membership program now on Patreon. Our members get awesome, exclusive rewards like director's notes for every episode, exclusive bonus tracks from our live show recordings, entire bonus episodes, and maybe, if you're really interested, a brand new character named after you on Welcome to Night Vale. Plus, we'll be posting surprise rewards that I can't tell you about just yet because it would ruin the surprise. Sound appealing? I know it does. Go to welcometonightvale.com and click on membership to sign up. And hey, thanks in advance. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're driving, cleaning, and even exercising. But what if you could be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Multitask right now. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Is this the first time you've heard me say this? Are you sure? Welcome to Night Vale. I'm starting again. As many of you certainly noticed, we are having a problem of timeline divergence here in Nightvale. Events are happening over and over, and each instance is different than the last. Earl Harlan, sous chef at Tourniquet, was preparing a fresh salad with wood glue vinaigrette and decided to do a spinach base, but then he was preparing a fresh salad with wood glue vinaigrette and decided on a romaine base. The same event, twice, with drastically different outcomes. Also, there was that tragic story from the Night Vale Daily Journal about that plane that crashed at Night Vale International Airport, but when we looked at the paper again, it, it was a really boring story about a plane that landed safely with no unusual incidents. It was a stunning tragedy and a totally mundane event simultaneously, and it is unclear which of those really happened. My husband, Carlos, whose long, perfect hair was looking unusually perfect, does not know what is causing these fracturing timelines. He has been busy in his lab saying that he is working on an incredibly important project related to this, and he needs to see it through. Meanwhile, a mysterious figure in a black satin mask stood on top of the former Flakio's factory watching this chaos unfold. Who is this figure? And what do they want? More soon. Or maybe just this again, but with a slightly different wording. We'll see. And now, traffic. Two roads diverged in a yellow wood, and so I decided to take both. Be one traveler, I split myself good by a process I barely understood. A third me slithered neath the undergrowth, 
Through the trees I could see myself walk, merely me, but I started to hate him. For if I am real, then he is the mock. We turned as one, as one began to talk, each quoting the other verbatim. I shall be asking and asking why, two iterations of myself hence, two roads diverged in a yellow wood, and I took them both, and many others beside. It turned out there never was a difference. This has been Traffic. This splitting of timelines in town has only gotten worse, and it seems that it is connected to the mysterious figure in a black satin mask. Wherever they go, things happen, and also happen differently, and also happen even differently than that. When the masked figure visited the library and asked for a copy of The Artist's Husband, that hit novel about an artist and a time traveler who get married, the librarians began keening and banging on their cages. But also, they got very quiet. Several librarians escaped, but also they didn't escape. And several bystanders were mauled by those loose librarians, but also they were fine and went back to their homes saying things like, wow, uneventful day today. And nothing exciting has ever happened to me and I've never been injured. When the masked figure stopped at the Ralphs, Weekday shift manager Charlie Bear accidentally spilled a box of cereal in aisle three. Kellogg's cereal, of course, since no other cereal is allowed in town anymore. But at the same time, Charlie spilled Kellogg's cereal all over aisle five, which is the cleaning supplies aisle. He wasn't sure how that even happened, but it did. And at that exact moment, the Ralphs wasn't Ralphs, but instead... Avons. Now, this is truly getting baffling. How do I report on a story that is many different stories at once, all contradicting each other? And just who is this mysterious figure in the black satin mask? Further updates when more is known and possibly simultaneously not known. And now the community calendar. Monday is pizza night at the last bank of Nightvale. Come by for this fun community event that features free pizza, a DJ, and paperwork that looks like a softball sign-up sheet, but actually commits you to a predatory loan. Meanwhile, Monday is karaoke night at the last bank of Nightvale. Come and join our employees in song. Unfortunately, we planned this slightly last minute, and so the only CD we could find was a collection of nature sounds. So do your best to sing along to such hot numbers as Rustling Leaves Number 5, Miscellaneous Beach Noise, and Two Hours of Burbling Brook. Then, Monday is Art Gallery Night at the Last Bank of Night Vale. Do you make art? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Just what are you trying to prove? Do you think you're better than us? Yeah, Come try to justify yourself this Monday night at the last bank of Nightvale. And finally, Monday is the annual kids fundraising dinner at the last bank of Nightvale. Catered by Nightvale's own Earl Harlan. Join this fun and delicious celebration as we raise money for kids, which we will then give to the kids. 
no strings attached. I wonder what they'll spend it on. Huh. Something was off about this community calendar, but I can't put my finger on what. I mean, looking back, it seems normal. Uh, kind of a light week. Only one event. Monday night at the last bank of Nightvale is a garage sale. They have all sorts of weird stuff people have put in safety deposit boxes. And it feels like a waste leaving them sitting there. Come and make an offer. So that's normal. Not sure what it was. Carlos has reached out to me with a concern. He said he is busy at work on this problem, but given that events have been turning out with wildly different outcomes, how will we know which outcome is true? This day will end however it ends, he said. But how will we know the ending we experience is real? What if resolving this crisis is merely another splitting possibility, and at the same time there's an us still dealing with the crisis? And that is a very real concern. I guess I can only say that it's uh, a gut thing. I mean, I feel like when this is resolved, we'll know the real series of events. We'll just know them, you know? Because they'll be the ones that actually happened. Carlos tells me that gut feelings aren't scientific, but I said, well, what are guts made out of? Science, right? And he had to concede that point. Then I told him his short, cropped hair looked more perfect than usual. And he blushed. Still, I can't... I must keep Carlos's concern in mind as this day wraps up. I'll need to pay attention and make sure that what is happening is the only version of that event and there aren't other stray versions sprawling out their own timelines somewhere else. And now a word from our sponsors. Today's sponsor is... Huh. Okay. Hmm. They just sent a videotape with the labels torn off of it. I guess I'll watch it and describe what I'm seeing. <clears throat> it's a black and white shot of a kitchen. A man is making a sandwich. It's a falafel sandwich with cucumbers and tomatoes, and he eats the sandwich, smiles at the camera, and leaves the room. Uh, now there's a big red text saying uh, there, there must be another way. Now we're back at the kitchen, and the man is making a sandwich. He seems confused as though he remembers having just done this. In his confusion, as he's cutting the tomatoes, the knife slips, and oh my god, oh my god, oh, he's screaming. But now that same text, there must be another way, and the the man is back making the sandwich, and he's still screaming, uh, but he realizes his hand is intact, uh, and he goes to the phone uh, to make a call, and he slips and bangs his head on the counter, and he falls out of frame, and the text says again, there must be another way, and the man is back, and, and, and he's pale and shaking, and he's feeling his head, and he can't believe it's not broken open, and he runs for the door and out into the yard, and the camera follows him, and it's not clear who is filming, and there is an earthquake, and, and a crevasse opens up in his lawn, and he disappears into it, and again, there must be another way, and he is back in the kitchen and he's weeping how long is this okay it, okay it looks like this tape is at least three hours long so i'll watch the rest of it later uh and kind of summarize maybe then we'll figure out who is even sponsoring this thing the diverging timelines disaster is only worsening and night vale of course has no mayor to deal with the issue 
except that sometimes we do have a mayor, and sometimes it's Dana Cardinal, and sometimes it's Pamela Winchell, and sometimes it's a tall obsidian statue with wings and a thousand faces, and it's not clear which of these timelines are real. The sheriff tried to restore order, saying, listen, no matter what timeline you find yourself in, just maintain a calm disposition, lie face down wherever you are, and wait for a secret police officer to collect you. But the problem is that anyone following these directions finds that they have simultaneously not followed those directions. And so the problem doesn't seem possible to resolve. Meanwhile, the worst of the effects are following the figure in the black satin mask, although nothing more has been learned as to who they are or what their role in all this might be. And so... Listeners, the masked figure, they've walked into the station and they're standing on the other side of the control room glass. They are reaching up now and pulling off the mask. Oh my God, it's... Hold on, I need to deal with this. Let's go to the weather. You're 
Listeners, I can't believe it. The masked figure all this time was Telly the Barber. Yes, Telly, who soon after my Carlos came to town with his beautiful and perfect hair, gave Carlos just a hideous haircut. It was an affront to all that is good in this world. And in his rightful shame, Telly fled into the desert howling his regret to the night sky and giving wild haircuts to the cacti. No one in town has spoken his name in years. And now here he is, apparently destroying our timelines. Is there no end to the crimes that Telly can commit? Telly was weeping, and he shouted through the glass window of my booth, I'm trying to make it right! And he was fogging up the window, and that was annoying, and I could hardly hear him, so I told him to come inside. I'm trying to make it right, he said at a more reasonable volume. I've been trying to change the past so that I never gave that haircut. But it has all been going wrong. Instead of changing the moment of my vile haircut, I have been splitting every possible point of divergence in all of the timelines of Night Vale. This isn't what I wanted. Telly, what a mess. And that was when Carlos arrived. And I could tell he had come in a hurry because he was wearing his casual house lab coat, which he doesn't like to be seen in. He mostly wears it to bed or, you know, he's doing the dishes, but that was the least of it. His hair was going through a truly bizarre transformation. As I watched, it kept radically changing lengths and and styles from a mohawk to a shaved head to a a gorgeous hair stretching halfway to the floor. His hair could not stay the same for longer than a few seconds. And then Carlos said, well, here for yourself. Oh, Telly, I had thought it was me. I had thought it was my fault. You know, in the lab, I had managed to track the source of the timeline divergence to soon after I came to town. And like that made me afraid somehow that my presence was causing this. I was too ashamed to say so, even to my husband, because what would it mean if this town was rejecting me somehow? But now I understand. I got that haircut from you right around when I arrived. That's where the source of this is. And, and Telly, can I just let you know? 
I really liked that haircut. But Telly wouldn't listen. He shouted, that haircut ruined my life. I regret it every day. I must fix it. He started fiddling with the device he had invented to change the past. And that is when things truly took a turn. Nightville vanished. And the three of us were standing on an empty desert plain. And then Nightville was back, but it was different. Uh, a neon-studded city at night. All futuristic flying cars and citizens with downturned eyes hurrying back to their dingy apartments. And then we were in space, somewhere in the far-flung battlefields of the blood space wars, and around us were explosions and thousands dying. And then we were back in the radio booth again, and Telly was weeping and weeping. And Carlos put his hand on Telly. Stop, Carlos said. Stop. And Telly stopped. Then, Carlos said, Listen, Telly, the haircut was great. I loved it. So maybe Cecil didn't like it. Maybe no one else in the entire universe liked it. I don't know. I don't care. Because I loved it. And I got it for me. You have nothing to be ashamed of. You never did. Come back to us. Come back to us and restart your life. You were one of us all this time. So, Telly did. He moved back in from the desert and has reopened his barbershop. He has resumed friendships with people he had only thought hated him, but instead had been giving him his space. There had been a misapprehension on both sides, and that had led to years of disconnect. Years that were finally healing. I still think that haircut was a crime, but... My husband tells me my opinion on that doesn't matter, so... <clears throat> the timelines of Nightvale have settled down. Everything is only happening once, and only in one way. It seems the day has been saved by Carlos's superhuman forgiveness and perfect hair. Or was it? Because as Carlos said earlier, how can we know that this isn't just one timeline? And somewhere else there's a Night Vale where this all happened differently. And what if that's the real Night Vale? Well, there's only one way to find out, listeners. I'm going to start this broadcast again and see if it turns out the same way. Is this the first time you've heard me say this? Are you sure? Welcome to Night Vale. Welcome to Night Vale is a production of Night Vale Presents. It is written by Joseph Fink and Jeffrey Craner and produced by Disparition. The voice of Night Vale is Cecil Baldwin. The voice of Carlos was Dylan Marin. Original music by Disparition. All of it can be found at disparition.info or at disparition.bandcamp.com. This episode's weather was Wild Flowers by Caged Animals from their new album, Escape Artist. 
check it out at cagedanimals.bandcamp.com. Comments, questions, email us at info at welcometonightvale.com or follow us on Twitter at Nightvale Radio or double check that your experiences up to this point have been real. Check out welcometonightvale.com for more information on this show and our new Patreon donation system that would really help us keep making this show. Today's proverb, how do I love thee? Let me tally up all the points I've assigned to your personal value with respect to my needs. Hello, iPod broadcast listeners. My name is Meg, and I am one of the esteemed tri-hosts of the beloved iBroad Good Morning Night Vale. I, along with my hilarious friends, fellow Night Vale actors, passionate eaters, and soft-hitting journalists, Symphony Sanders and Hal Lovelin, are now over 100 episodes into our deep dive recap show of Welcome to Night Vale. We've tackled topics like soft meat crown head cannons, Cecil's fashion, and whether Steve Scones were really all that terrible, plus behind-the-scenes stories from the Night Vale creative family. And we've heard from listeners like you about queer representation, Night Vale named pets, major theories, minor questions, and of course, best and worst practices for, um, alternative spa therapy services. If you know, you know. Check out Good Morning Night Vale every other Thursday, wherever you get your eyebrows, eye casts, pod broads, and podcasts. I think I like pod broads the best. I'm a real pod broad myself.